Hey all you fans of the hit PS2 video game, The Bouncer. I'm your host of Miku's Crack House, episode 22, Sam Kingma, and join me as my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles! <laughs> you, you doing okay? What the fuck are you doing? The Bouncer! Why did you bring up The Bouncer? Because, in, just follow my line of logic. No, because okay. before... Now, before Miles and I started the show this week, I messaged him, hey, you want to record? And he's like, yeah, I, I don't really know if I have much to talk about, but I'm like, it's all good. I actually play games this week, which we'll get to later in the show. And you, and then you messaged me, sick, God bless, to which I immediately jumped to the PS1 game, Erzgizif, God bless the ring, which also, which makes me, which reminded me of the PS2 game, The Bouncer. Because they're both my squid. Did your brain, did your brain like short circuit and skip nineteen neurons? It's like the, it's like those old drug PSAs. This is your brain. This is your brain on the hit PS2 video game, The Bouncer. The Bouncer. Have you ever yeah, seen the, the title the, screen for that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That's the, the only reason bouncer. anyone knows that game. Yeah. And it's he, funny he has such a deep voice. Nomura ripped off his own designs for Kingdom Hearts. Like, now they, like, Tetsuya Nomura is, like, probably one of the biggest creatives at Square Enix right now. And then, like, going back, it's like, dude, what the fuck was this guy on when he made the bouncer? He didn't direct it, but he just did the Oh, he just did the character art. Yeah. What the fuck was that one game that came out last year that had a lot of good talent behind it? It was a fucking shitty game. It was by Square. They got the guy that did the um, Metal Gear Solid um, artwork. Oh, Yoji Shinkawa? I don't even remember this. What the fuck? It was like a it was a robot game. It was like in a robot game universe. I don't know. I I've never heard of this one. It's called like Still Alive or Left Alive or some shit like that. I'll have to look it up, and maybe you guys can correct us. I, I'm sure there there's at least one person out there. Realist Elbin's probably screaming at the fucking like screaming at his fucking audio listening device. I hope so. like, what the I fuck, so. guys? Clearly, so. it's it's this is what I want, this dude. Classic mediocre Square Enix game. That's not the bouncer. Anyways, what the what the fuck have you been doing, dude? I have a problem, and I had to start cutting myself off because I've turned Monster Hunter into a day job. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I, I I'm fifty, maybe sixty at this point. Hours into Monster Hunter, got to the five star quests finally. Okay, awesome. Killed my first of the big four. Killed Astalos, I believe. That's his. Uh, yes, Astalos. And let me tell you That's something. A th- he's like a thunder dragon, right? Thunder like dragon, black yeah. and yellow. Yeah, is oh, he, I remember him. He's a fun fight. Is he really easy to? Is he just super easy? I gotta be honest. I don't really remember. I went in there with Ariel Greatsword, and that was the most free fight of my life. Maybe I, I, I'm trying to remember because I. You have to. Bear with me, because I played the game entirely in Japanese. Right. I put, like, 70, 80 hours into Double Cross. I really only messed with, I think, the... It's the second down skill. Oh, that's Striker. Striker, yeah, because Striker gives you three of the special moves, right? Yes. Yeah, I use Striker with the Switch X basically the entire playthrough. I use Striker, Aerial, Valor. I, I sometimes will use Guild with short sword and shield if I want to use the the charge attack on the sword. Okay. And I used to run adept switch axe, um, but it's not worth doing because Ariel is just so much better uh, with for switch axe. 
But I, I run a couple different weapons. I run greatsword, longsword, sword and shield, switch axe, and charge blade, and I'd like to get into gun lance. Yeah, oh, I uh, I got into gun during like my last like 10 or 15 hour stint of my previous of like the last time I got really into Monster Hunter World, which, which was at the beginning of the year. I got really into gun lance. That weapon is fun as fuck. It's a gun and a lance. Like you can't beat that shit. It's it dope. is basically a bloodborne weapon. It's kind of cool. It it dude, it is. I honestly like the switch axe is totally a bloodborne weapon. Charge blades a bloodborne weapon. I almost feel like if you played Monster Hunter before Dark Souls, Dark Souls must be kind of fucking free. They're the same game as far as like as far as like the mentality you need to be good at both. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun going back to Double Cross because my history with Monster Hunter started and kind of ended for a while with Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the Wii U. Because I got, I, I really wanted to play it because I played the demo. I thought it was cool and interesting. Got really into that. Was a bit, I was basically dual blades main the entire playthrough. I beat the main village campaign in three ultimate, but didn't get really anywhere into the post game. But that game was fun as fuck. Then I bought Monster Hunter 4 ultimate on 3DS. And I hated it because I missed the second analog stick like yeah. really bad. And I'm like, this is just not, this is just not where I want to be playing Monster Hunter. I do not want to be doing this on this three, on this really small 3DS. Because Monster Hunter, to me, is like, it's a gr- pretty grand game. It's a good game. Pr- you, want, you want to be immersed in the screen and all that. Yeah. And I would get really into it. Like, I would play three for hours at a time and just could not get into four. Then Generations came out on 3DS and I couldn't get into that. Then Double Cross gets announced for Switch exclusive to Japan. And I was like, that's a fucking bummer. This game's not going to get ported, lo and behold, because um, World was coming out, like, I think four or five months after the game on uh, Switch, Double Cross. I'm like, fuck it, bought Double Cross, and I'm like, this is sick, this is awesome. I think I got up to six star quest, which I, I think might be the start of high rank, or five star is the start of star. Yeah, I believe that's the start of high rank, because five is still in low. Yeah, I got, I got until like about six stars in, again, like about 70, 80 hours. And then I just kind of fell out of it. I got interested in other games and wanted to play other stuff. But those th- that month was Ma- Monster Hunter was all I played. That was it. Same thing with World when I got really into World, both uh, last summer and uh, January, February of this year. That was all I played was World. I fucking yep. love Monster Hunter. They're, they're, it's a day job game. It really is. Like you, you get into it and at some point you go, oh, I don't want to do this, but I know I have to because it's part of my job. Like, I, yeah. I realized I was like, ah, oh, I need honey. I'm going to run an early level quest to get honey. <laughs> well, didn't you unlock the, uh, didn't you unlock the, the g- garden? <laughs> I don't remember what it's fucking called in that game. Not yet. But you can, un- okay. I, I do a bit of exploring around the village. You might be able to do a, a special quest to unlock it because what it'll do is it'll let you grow honey yourself oh sick i would love that and you can you can grow honey yourself you can harvest like bugs so like thunder bugs for uh shock traps you can harvest and stuff which is really beneficial because pitfall traps are hard to make because ivy's hard to get oh ivy's extremely easy to get what are you talking about i have nothing but ivy okay then okay that's then then that's a fucking that's a world problem then although i still would just you i really just stuck with st- shock I, trap. the problem is i've been using mostly pitfall traps and i might need to switch over to, to shock traps um the thing is that pitfall traps just have the, the the ways in which you get them like the the requirements for them are so so easy you need spider webs and ivy and then you mix them to make a net and it's like yeah it's so it's like so cheap yeah well with the with the shock trap you can just do it with the thunderbug 
which once you're able to grind, once you're able to harvest them yourself, becomes extremely easy. Where I'm, where I'm like, well, I don't need to bother with with ivy or spider webs. That's true. You do you do need two things to make a net. Even though pitfall traps are better, I think they withhold the monster down for I think two or like I actually think it's close to like three to five, like two to three seconds longer. Yeah, but. I really only use my 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 uh, traps for capturing, anyways. So yeah, I only use traps for capturing. Yeah, although you can you can do some pretty fucking cool shit though. You can get a lot of damage if you place a trap right. You can get some flex tape level damage. Yeah, hell yeah, a lot, a lot of fucking damage. <laughs> a lot of damage. Uh, speaking of a lot of damage, Sam, what have you been doing? So I played like two games this week. So I'll start with I'll start with the one I just picked up yesterday because it's a it's a sequel to a game that we both really like which is rogue legacy 2 oh nice how is it it is quite good it is quite fucking good so the game's in early access right now on steam if if anyone's interested in playing it it gets a right now it gets a loose recommendation my recommendation now is just play the first one and wait for the development to get a little further on because i think they just have one area so far they have one area in like i think 60 or so levels worth of upgrades you can get so there's only a little bit here so far, but what's here is really good. So a couple of the major changes is, first of all, this is a great glow up. This game looks significantly better than Rogue Legacy 1, which came out like seven years ago, which, by the way, I don't even think is a bad looking game. No, it looks fine to me. Yeah, I like how that game looks very simple. But what they did for the sequel, Miles, was they created 3D models and then compressed them and flattened them. Hmm. Kind of like a, if so like. In Melee, Mr. Game & Watch is a 3D model. Right. That they just, I believe is de- his... Uh, they, set, they set his his width to zero. His width, yeah. No, his it's, width it's width to, to one. It's point one. Point yeah, one. width to one. Yeah. That's what they did for most of the enemies and all the player characters in Rogue Legacy 2, and the game looks fucking stunning. So a couple of the big changes they made is now all the classes have their own weapon. So beforehand, all the classes just wielded a sword. Now only the knight wields the standard sword. So the barbarian wields an axe, which is fucking awesome. The barbarian was probably like my favorite class to play for most of the early mid game of the original Rogue Legacy. And then towards the end, you want to play nothing but fucking knave. Yeah, because what? Because you you basically you break the fucking game when you level up crit damage and crit chance. And you basically crit every time, and it does like a shit ton of damage. So, Nave's not in the game yet. Nave and Shinobi, a lot of the, the classic classes are not in the game yet. It's just um, Knight, Barbarian, Archer, and Mage. And they all have different weapons. So now the Archer wields a bow, which well, does Archer's a lot of new. damage. That, that wasn't in the original. Yeah, Ar- yeah, Archer's new. And then Mage is actually actually fun as fuck to play now. Yeah, because before, you'd never pick the Mage. Oh yeah, the Mage was gar- like worthless. Because the Mage's whole gimmick was, oh, it had h- high MP. Which didn't really matter because it was really hard to get MP back in that game. Unless you de- made a dedicated build for it, which was a waste of time. Yeah, and random, too. Yeah, mostly random. So, what they do in this game is, now the mage has a little wand. So, A, he can physically beat people with the wand. But, like, I'd say, like, four bodies ahead of him, there's, like, a little reticle. And it shoots out a little magical cloud uh, that does more damage than if you just whacked them with the stick. However, if you hit people with the melee, it increases your MP back by significant amounts. Like, it, I'm talking like 40, 50 MP. Like, per hit you get, you get back. So you can spam the shit out of your skill and your magic. 
which are way they're less spammable in this game. They change the way magic works. So now everything takes like 50 MP instead of like five. But the weapon, but the magic's way better to compensate. So you get one that's just a fucking you do the uh you do the Kamehameha basically and shoot at this huge ass beam that stays on the screen for like 10 seconds. Uh that costs like 75. I'm genuinely a big fan of all the changes they've made, which I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked. And then I'm like, man, there's not a single thing here that you change around. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. They added a nice little, uh, they added a new move called the kick. Oh, what? A, oh, tell me about this kick, Sam. Oh, yeah. Tell me about yeah. this new novel concept they call a kick. Yeah, this new, I, this, uh, this new, new novel move. idea of, sw- of fish swim away when you walk, when you go up to them. Uh, from fucking Call of Duty, uh, Ghost. Yeah, Sam, so tell me, tell me about this new move called a kick. So basically, it's, it's just like, so basically, it's just like fucking Scrooge McDuck's cane. Like, it, it, it kind of oh, works it's, like it's that. It's a drop kick. It, it, it's like, yeah, so basically, you do a drop kick motion. A, it, get, it does a small amount of damage. It basically, it replaces the down thrust from the right, original game. Right. So it's on its own exclusive button. And not only does it uh, do a small amount of damage it also will remove any like of these um like bristles like these spiky bristle obstacles that they've added that's a good way to get rid of them safely it also it lets you get a, a extra air so there are like these lamps that you can basically also, chain like jumps in, uh, off symphony of. of the night yeah exactly like symphony of the night or like dominique in uh curse of the moon 2 right uh, where she can, she gets like a little bit of air if she does a hop off a lamp or something. But you can do it off of like any, you can basically do it off of fucking anything. And I'm like, okay, cool. Skill ceiling high here. Very high here, which I like. And it's just a good game. Like, I'm just glad to be back playing Rogue Legacy. And I had a podcast on because, like, Rogue Legacy, I think, is like the best podcast game ever. Yeah. Um, it's kind of because you're working towards something. It, it, it's long, like, I think to get to, I mean, because I play until I max out, like, level 538, I think it's the max. Right. Um, in, in Rogue Legacy 1. I pl- I'll just keep doing runs until I max out, and then I'm like, okay, cool, and then I'll do one more run, and then I stop. But, like, I've done that, like, three or four times. It's so fun, dude. Rogue Legacy's so fucking fun. I would, I personally, for you, Miles, I'd probably, I'd wait, because in 49 days as of recording, they're dropping a new biome. Okay. So I would probably wait until then. Hopefully your PC will be built by then. Uh, <laughs> by the yeah. way, do we have an update from last week? No, I, I haven't. I haven't reordered the parts. I need to get on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're still waiting. Well, right? I wanted, to, I wanted to pay rent first this week. So, oh, yeah. R- smart. I smart. Yeah. But I, and then I was like, how much money will I have after rent? And I was like, oh, still, still, still way more than everyone else I know has. <laughs> By a significant yeah. margin. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I, I could afford it and I, I won't have a problem with rent for a long time. So, because like, again, it was like $600 worth of parts. And when I got it, I, I, the thing is, I, I, I basically have exactly the, uh, the same amount of money thereabouts. I think I have more money now than when I ordered the PC parts. So, like, I'm like, fine. I'll, I'll yeah, f- fuck yeah. I'll, I'll get these, but I just have to do it because <laughs> it, it is hard to drop that much money, you know? It, well, you just, feel it, right? Like, you feel you it. Do- yeah. You do feel that much money being dropped. Like you spend like here's the thing. If I spent five dollars on a PC part every day, yeah, for like a year, would not feel it. I spent no. all that money at once. You feel it. Yeah. Although I will say this because I did I don't know if I talked about this last week. I did purchase I did purchase a gaming chair. You did. because uh, I'm gonna sell out. So I bought a Secret Lab game uh Secret Lab, I think it's the Titan. Because they have the Omega, which is for small boys, and then they have the Titan, which is for big boys like me. And 
<laughs> over 250 it's for like over 250 pounds and um like over like five seven so i'm like yep that's me that's it man that's me i i hit both those so i'm gonna get the titan or and i'm extremely excited about it but it's not coming for like another month so uh, i'm i am sad about that but i remember i was on my walk and i just bought it i was like damn that was kind of fucking baller that i just went on my <laughs> i went on this fucking walk just put the order in Drop four hundred dollars like it was fucking nothing. I'm like, man, I'm I'm fucking rolling in it now, dude. Yeah, pizza delivery pays fucking well. You gotta love it, dude. You gotta love it. Yep. So I'll order those parts again, uh, and then they'll actually be here. I hope. You know, it is funny. Well, okay. What's your What's your other game that you played? The other game I played was Batman: Arkham Knight, which I put about like ten out, like actually no, like thirteen hours in, and okay. I'm still playing it. Have you now? You've never touched any of the Batman games. No. Now, you're not a big superhero guy, are you? No, I, I like the idea of superheroes, I guess. But, like, I don't know. What specifically? When they, when they I, I like, I don't like heroes. I like when people save the day and they struggle with things. Like, I love Spider-Man. Because all the Spider-Man yeah. media is him being like, man, being a hero really is hard, but I do it. I like that. You know, it's it's inspirational or like it, like I, I feel the same way that I do about like the the most recent Mission Impossible movie. Did you see Mission Impossible Fallout? No, I, I really wanted to. So I really good. wanted to. Such a good film. Um, I remember five I, uh, Rogue Nation. I really loved. That was my yeah. first one. No, Rogue Nation's sick. I think Fallout's better than Rogue Nation. Oh, awesome. Yeah, but they're both fucking sick. But like, yeah, Fallout is excellent. And the thing about it that I like is that it, it sort of deals with the fact that like tom cruise's character whose name i can never remember uh, uh it's ethan something ethan yeah ethan it's like ethan white or ethan knight or some shit like that it's like it's like some crazy shit it's like ethan hunt wait no ethan hunt is a person no is that ethan hawk i think it's ethan hunt ethan ethan hunt is a fictional character yep all right yeah so anyways so okay. but it deals with the fact that ethan hunt like has given up a lot on this life of being a fucking yeah. of being Tom Cruise. Um <laughs> he's given up a lot to be Tom Cruise. And um and at the end of the movie like his ex-wife who he had to leave for his job because he was essentially married to the job. She's like yeah. like look, I miss you, but like I sleep so much better at night knowing that you're out there protecting the world. And it's like a great ending for for that character. Yeah. Um you know, and it's it's a lovely reminder essentially of like cuz he's in that film he's like tired and there's this new agent who's kind of like more you know who's who's more like into it clearly more modern um yeah you know he's got newer methods whereas like ethan's kind of an old man and and so like it, it's kind of a reminder of like why am i doing this why is this franchise still going on and it's like because ethan hunts a hero and he and he saves the world that's like i like that you know i like that that dichotomy but that doesn't translate into games that well you know what I mean? Because as the player, like, of course I want to be the fucking hero, because mechanically speaking, it's fun for me. It's not fun for the character, and that's what's interesting to me, is, like, this idea of, like, honor and duty and having to do this thing that you don't necessarily want to do, but, like, or that or that, that isn't necessarily the easiest thing in the world, but you know it's what you have to do. You feel honor-bound to do it. And so it just doesn't, the interest in superheroes for me does not translate into games that well. The part of it I like. I'm not saying that superhero games don't ever work. It's just the reason I find superheroes interesting doesn't work in a game because at the end of the day, I'm the hero and I'm playing the game and enjoying it. Yeah, it's just because you're not actually Peter Parker or you're not actually Batman. 
Yeah. It doesn't quite hit because you're not really giving anything up to play the game. Yeah, not at I, all. That's, I, that's, a totally, that's, a, that's a totally fair point. Yeah. But and, you and do like... Yeah. I, but I the do idea. like superheroes. Yeah, I like the idea. Yeah. And and if there was like a if if there literally was like the max pain of superhero games, I would love that. But um, but I think a lot of these superhero games are about like, isn't it fucking sick to be Batman? It, bro, it is though, dude. It fucking is. Yeah, and like uh, it is sick to be Batman. Like what I like about the animated series is is the fact that like you know Batman is like I I'm doing this because what else am I gonna fucking do? Dude, I fucking love the animated series so fucking much. And one of, like, the 157 great things about the Arkham series is that they borrow a lot of the mythos from the animated series, which is my favorite interpretation of Batman. Yeah, mine too. Because I... I, I what I like about superheroes from, like, a top-down perspective is I like that it's a mythos and that it's a... These characters are here and they're meant to be interpreted and reinterpreted over and over and over again. Right. Because you'll just you'll just connect with a story that you really like. And then if there's a story that sucks, doesn't matter because there's like like probably five or like seven other ones that you're going to love. Yeah. And the I have I start to grow issue with Batman when like Batman is a god. I have like a big issue with as in like he's too smart, like he's actually too fucking smart and he's too fucking powerful. Because they like to go fucking crazy sometimes, the Batman. But it's a bit more, it's a bit more, gr- like, animated series grounded. He's still a human being. You know, he's not, he's not a fucking god. His tech's pretty crazy in the Arkham games. But. Well, but that's, that's a game. Mechanically speaking, it's more fun. But, like, there's shit in, like, Arkham Knight, like, the voice synthesizer, which <laughs> you create a perfect replica of, like, Harley Quinn's voice, and you can, in Predator sections, with the, which are the stealth sections, you can order men around to go, like, turn off a generator, go do this, and it's, like, fucking sick, but I'm like, okay, this tech is crazy. But yeah, Arkham Knight, I wanted to replay, because the fandom happened last week, I was in a Batman mood, I'm like, fuck, that movie looks good with Robert Pattinson, I'm excited for Gotham Knights, I want Batman back! But I'm like, it's been five years since I've played Arkham Knight, I haven't played it since it came out, June 23rd, I believe, was the date, 2015. I've not played it since that, that week. And I'm like, fuck, let's go back. Because I remember having issues with it. I remember I liked it, but I had problems with it. And I'm playing it now, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is actually way better than I remember it being. Like, significantly better than I remember it being. It's the best combat of the entire series. Because what I love, because this is the, this is the, the series, this is the saga's end cap. This is the Rocksteady trilogy end cap. So they don't fuck around. Enemy types that were introduced at the end of City are within the first three hours of night. And they push you in arenas with like 20, 30 guys like right off the bat. And that shit's awesome. Batman's like one of the few, few series of games where it's signi- it gets way funner the more en- enemies you have to fight in a room. It gets like leagues more fun. Because the combat is so fucking good. Now, you played Shadow of Mordor, right? And you liked that game quite a bit? I did. Uh, the combat was my least favorite part of it, but I enjoyed it, certainly. I don't know the depths in which the, the combat in that game goes. The, it's not bad. It's just, it's just like, it's samey. It gets, it gets old. Because you only really have access to, like, the sword and blocking, right? More sword, blocking, and execution moves, yeah. Okay, so Batman's got all that, and that shit's good. You can get through the game by just doing that. But you also have all of Batman's tools available to you. 
So you can like, so if an enemy's about to charge at you, you can throw a battering and knocks them out instantly, and it's fucking sick. And you can also use the bat claw. So if an, so if you're in a, like if if you're in in an unarmed arena, but there's like one or two mooks that have guns, you can use the bat claw and you'll pull like pull them towards you and they'll drop their weapon. Yeah, and then you can beat the fucking shit out of them. So you have all of Batman's tools to play with. Plus you can do like these awesome stuns where you basically like whack them with your cape. They get all stunned, and then you just beat the fucking shit out of them super fast. And, like, it is, like, the best combat ever. Like, this playthrough made me realize, it's like, oh, fuck. The open, the open world, the, the, the AAA open world Ubisoft meme that I, that I make fun of on the show every week that, like, Sony does all the time. I'm like, oh, this, this is the king of that shit. I re- like, this is actually good. This is all that, but it's actually good because the combat's good. And the movement is fun. And the stealth is extremely fucking fun because you get to be Batman because it's very similar to like in Metal Gear Solid Five, where like it's a stealth game, but like it's also like a f- not. It's it's a big boss game. Yeah, you're also a, a, a driving a fucking jeep with a smoke grenade so nobody can see you go through the fucking uh, outpost at fifty miles an hour. It's it's a legendary mission simulator. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Uh, where all this crazy, crazy iconic shit happens. So, like, that's all the Batman encounters are, too, because you could stealth it, and, but, like, stealth doesn't matter. Just, it's just don't get caught, because what happens is the enemies, and this isn't, like, a super deep, this is, like, not a super, like, mechanically deep thing, but one, if you zoom over an enemy in detective mode, it tells you their heartbeat. It's, like, calm, nervous, and then, like, I think panic, or, like, like, freaking the fuck out is, like, the last one. And you can cause them to freak the fuck out by like, because what happens is if you do a silent takedown, you know, it's your same last of us, you know, you know, you choke them out and then they drop, which is fine. It's, of course, silent. And it actually is fucking silent, by the way. It's not like there's a ton of fucking noise happening, like with a lot of these games. It's actually silent. But you can alternatively do a knockout smash, which instantly takes out the enemy at the cost of causing a sound. And it's usually totally just worth doing that because it freaks the enemies out and they all, they're like, it's the fucking Batman! Like, these mooks are horrified of fucking Batman, dude. And, like, they do all this shit in the stealth sections where they try to combat shit. It's like, hey, we put mines on the grapple points. So if you grapple up, a mine's gonna go off. Or, hey, we blocked your detective vision. You gotta take out the mook that's blocking your detective vision. Or, hey, here are these guys controlling drones. And you have to take out the, the, the drone controllers in order to do that. It's fucking great, Miles. It's so good and fun. And you get to feel like you really feel like Batman, dude. Yeah. That's what everyone like, tells me. That's like objectively good, though. No, I, I have no problem who, with, with the Arkham Who games. wouldn't want to be Batman? It's weird because I feel like the Arkham games are one of those games that everyone loved. And then suddenly other games cribbed the shit out of them. And now everyone hates them. And it's it's one of these things where we're like it's everyone hates like, what 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 it's become. But I think if you ask most people to go back and play City, they would have a good time. It's it is weird because I I specifically remember like a video by Mark Brown of the game of the game guys game Tool toolkit. Yeah, of the game guys Toolman, where he was talking about he's like, yeah, here's everything wrong with Arkham City because it's not Arkham Asylum, which was better designed because Arkham Asylum hasn't become the studio monster that every game rips off. And and there is a weird undercurrent of like. These things aren't badly designed. We're just tired of them, which he doesn't really acknowledge. And, and instead, it becomes this thing of like, here's why Arkham Asylum is still the best one. 
and why Arkham Knight is the worst one. Yeah, and it, and it's just because it's like the real argument is we're tired. I of I mean, these Arkham things. Knight is the worst of the three, but like Arkham City's a fucking ten to me, dude. Like I think Arkham City is like a fucking masterpiece. It of is weird. Game. It is weird how he doesn't even acknowledge City. It is interesting because I rem- I watched this video. I know the exact video you're talking about, and I understand the point he makes. Knight's map is big, but you know why it's big? Because they put it in the fucking Batmobile, and you want to be able to drive it. It is, it is a weird, it is a weird like thing though, where where essentially he's like, th- there's a smaller is better mentality that everyone's kind of still arguing, even though a lot of people are doing smaller is better these days. But but I think it is a case of like the more we say it, the more people are going to realize that's what we want. So so that's kind of this this running thing where like you see 19 videos that are like smaller is better, smaller is better. I'd rather have a 10 hour campaign than a 40 hour campaign. Yeah. And, and it's not that smaller. Is, and here's the thing. I, I disagree. I disagree with the statement that smaller is better. I, did I you just, play Breath I of the Wild? Do, that's I that do not game. like gen- exactly. Giant I do not better. like generalizations like that. What, what I care about is not how small it is. I care about focus da- to me, like Downwell is what I would call a game that grazes perfection is, is what I would call Downwell. Yeah. It is a game that gra- it is like, I, I really do. Th- that's another fucking 10 out of 10 game. Like incredible. And I fucking love it. That's a focused game. Like, yeah, it, yeah it's small. Like you play it on your fucking phone, but like I, to me, that's not like, a, that's just a focused experience. It's a focused, like 15 minute game. That is extremely fun. The entire 12, 13 levels. It, and it's just it's just a weird thing to me where like I almost feel like it's it's like it's it's sort of like a mantra where people are like no Ubisoft open world towers. I remember Jim Sterling was like the Breath of the Wild towers are Ubisoft towers, and I was like, here's where you're wrong, my man. Yeah, there is there are one fucking second lateral thinking puzzle where there's always some sort of minor obstacle to get up them. You just got to figure out what it is. They don't waste your fucking time, and and they're all interesting. I like that yeah. all of the towers are different in that game. You have you have one covered in bramble and that you have to figure out how to deal with bramble. Do you climb around it? Do you burn it? There's one that's like, oh, my God, I can't get up that high. I don't have like it's all the way up here and there are no handholds. Do I use a stamina fruit or whatever? Do I use like extra stamina boosting things? Do I uh, try to come at it from higher up so that I can save as much stamina as I can? And then it turns out there's some geysers under it. But do you know how to get the geysers out? Yeah, it fits the game's thesis of I don't know dickhead figure it out like, yeah, it's great and and it's one of these things where the problem with the ubisoft tower is a ubisoft tower is a constructed puzzle again and again and again in far cry you climb up the ubisoft tower in a very specific way and granted it's different but the core of what you're doing remains the same yeah just you know with a different look or a different you know j- different jumps at different times kind of deal yeah and it's just not that in- it's just not that interesting and like i, I can appreciate the far cry games as like a wacky again wacky fucking podcast simulator yeah it it is sort of like just cause 2 which just cause 2 again very a fun game in its own right like not something worth beating but something worth putting at least a couple hours into and having a fun time well it's interesting because that was another example of a game where just cause 3 was the same as just cause 2 but the same as just cause 2 when it came out was not good enough anymore. Yeah, exactly. It came out in 2015, right? right? Like, yep. And that was the same year that the fucking Witcher three came out. The Witcher three, by the way, the Witcher three is very much like a. It was kind of like a a moment for a lot of people of like, oh, oh, we should expect better because you know what came out a a few months after that, Fallout four. Yeah, and Fallout four, if it came out two months before the Witcher three, would be would have been a game that everybody fucking love what's well, it's funny because but, it also it it also came out so there was it came out on the heels of the phantom pain and on and the witcher and those were both mm-hmm. franchises that previously 
had like you you were like okay i know what to expect these are going to be slightly janky uh, in the case of the witcher very janky and yeah. and these controls are going to be super specific and awkward and i know exactly what to expect and then you got these like grand triple a like mm, chef's kiss gameplay experiences from both yeah you know and of course with the witcher you had this grand amazing narrative and with the phantom pain you had this brilliant gameplay system and it was just one of these moments where not only did you have these these games that were ambitious but they were realized and then you had fallout 4 which certainly was ambitious i guess but it wasn't realized it's the same game it wasn't realized it was they were like we have a uh you can build stuff in this one yeah, and like that that's one thing I've grown to like really appreciate. I really love when a game sequel comes out and it's like, wow, I really appreciate how much you evolved what was here previously. Like the most recent example I can think of is Doom Eternal compared to Doom 2016. Or you could you could say Rogue Legacy too. Uh yeah, honestly. So Rogue Legacy 2 is the same yeah, exact same thing. It's like, wow, I really like how you expanded on this and it's kind of it's like you expanded it and it's different, but it's also the same and better. I'm I'm actually going to I'm going to I'm going to do some uh I'm going to do some real podcast blasphemy today. What are you going to turn turn your turn your mic up so it's peaking all the time? Yeah, I'm going to do some real that podcast kind of blasphemy. blasphemy. <laughs> no, I'm going to uh, so so here at the Crack House, we've established very firmly that there is one game we both find detestable. George Mask. Uh no. Well, well, well yes. But <laughs> there's one game that we both find detestable and we talked about it at length for 3 hours. But oh yeah, that one. That the one. Last of Us Part 2 deserves props for not doing the most obvious possible sequel thing with its premise, at the very least. Yeah. Because I was like, how would I write a Last of Us 2 sequel? Okay, it's called Logan. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's the same thing. Like, it, it, take Logan, except instead of the bonding part, it's a forgiveness game, where, where Joel and Ellie have to go on another adventure, and this time Ellie is estranged from him, and Joel is going after her, and, and Joel dies in a pandering blaze of glory, and he yeah. says, I'm just glad I could do at least one thing right in this world, which was save you. And Ellie realizes that she she forgives Joel while he's dying. She makes him a grave. Uh, and I think the grave, th- this would be so stupid. The, gra- the grave would have his guitar. She'd lay the guitar on it or some shit. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to do what they do in Logan where the grave is an X. That would be great. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> the grave is a J for Joel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she does the exact same lines from Shane, but no, it's like the I, the exact like that's the most obvious like Last of Us two sequel. Okay, Joel and Ellie are back. They're on another road trip across America, and uh, fucking Joel dies at the end. But he dies in a way that makes everyone really happy and cry, and they'll say, "Oh my God, Joel! No, we loved you." Um, no, no, Joel. Uh, but Joel. But, but instead they tried something. And, and I think yeah. we both decided that something was a horrible failure. Yeah, but at least they tried. You yeah, know, they, they I, didn't, I, I give you, I'll give you a T for effort. You know, I'll give you a T for try. Give, give him a J for for Joel. I'll give it. A, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a, a G for guns in the synagogue. <laughs> well, what was that? What was that? Uh, oh my god! What was that joke that? I, oh yeah, Ellie Last of Us. That's her name. <laughs> Ellie, Last. Ellie Last of Us. Yeah, no, I'll give you an L for Last of Us. Um. But Last of Us Two already was an L, so there you go. Yeah, uh, hey. yeah. But uh, but but it, it is it is nice to see like, and I, this is why Breath of the Wild is so sick because Zelda could have continued being this thing that people on the internet bitched about, but ultimately it would still get tens, it would still sell well, you know. But but they were they kind of saw the writing on the wall and they were like, all right, yeah, people aren't really big on this anymore. Like people people seem to have an irreverence for Majora's Mask, uh, you know, Ocarina of Time. They're not really isn't that's not the best one in people's opinions anymore. Clearly, we got to do something new. 
let's give them a real open world game. And unlike Skyrim, let's give them something that's actually really systemic and very, very uh, freeform. And and uh, and they they also kind of figured out, like, look, a long map is interesting, but a vertical map is even better. And so they they made it as high as it was long. And 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 so and again, like, just focused. It's fo- yeah, that's focused. why I like, and that's one thing I really give a shit about in my games. If I'm if if like if to me I play your game and I'm like this is a really focused experience, I'm probably gonna have a pretty good time, and I'm probably gonna think highly of your game well after I finish it, even if I don't end up loving it. Yeah, um, I'll think highly of it. Where like I just hate bloat, dude. I just hate games that are like super fucking bloated. Um, and, and like, and someone could make the case that like Arkham Knight is bloated to which like, yeah, did we need 243 Riddler trophies? No, no, we didn't. We really didn't. I'm going to get them all because fucking <laughs> I want to, I want hundred percent that game boy, but the combat is fun. Like most of it is just do the combat. The combat is fun. The stealth is fun. I actively want to seek out doing that shit. So any mission that proliferates, that is fun. The only issue I have with night is that the tank shit is a little off the ball it's a little off the mark for me it's a little much for batman you know, i get it they're drones they're unmanned tanks a little, little there's still a little much for me and it, it it's fun but it does get repetitive in the ways where the combat and the stealth and other shit doesn't and driving the batmobile and pursuit mode doesn't that's my review. Go play Arkham City, actually. Go play City. And, and you fucking go play the whole trilogy. I think the whole trilogy's worth it. I disagree with Mark, to bring it all back, I disagree with Mark Brown's opinion that smaller is better and Asylum's better because it's, it's smaller. I disagree with that because I think Batman's a character that works better in an open-world environment. Yeah. Because he's Batman. He's a fucking superhero. He should be patrolling Arkham City. Like, or, um... And he should be controlling Gotham City at night. That's what he should be doing. He's Batman. He shouldn't be just hanging out in fucking Arkham for 20 hours, you know, for a whole evening. And I just think open world, again, just works significantly better for him. And, they, and again, movement is fun. But yeah, those were, the, those were the two games I was playing. Fucking cool. fun shit, man. Games are good. Is there anything you're looking, looking for for the end of the year as far as games go? Is there anything you're looking really forward to? It's Miku's birthday in three days. Oh, that's cool. Do we, should we do? Should we do something special? I mean, this is Crack House after all. Miku's yeah, crack Miku's house. Crack House. Here's the thing. So this is Miku's Crack House. I don't know what to do. We should have planned this prior, uh, at the very least. <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew. Yeah, I I should have mentioned that. But yeah, August thirty first. Okay. See, I always get confused with the three nine day because three nine is like her number. Yeah, three nine March 9th or September uh, September third, depending on where you live. Okay. Or depend. Yeah, depending on how you do your days but um yeah i mean for me at the very least like it, august 31st that's the important one that's the birthday everyone make sure to check out this great youtube video made yeah. by this 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 real charmer yeah this real charmer i wish he would make another video dude yeah no he should He's, um, he just he just made a couple videos and just vanished like the fucking airbender dude yeah like the last airbender yeah i will say i mean i'd like to get back to videos i i just i, I the thing is like i literally it is as easy as sitting down and doing it and thinking it through because the other thing is i don't want to write an essay essay i want to i want to try to write something that's really like authentic to my voice which is the yeah. hard part because ultimately that means having to really experiment with with writing as opposed to just like you sit down at your college essay and you say Mega Man 5 is certainly the weakest of the Mega Man but franchise. Dude, dude fuck, fuck you. Fuck, first of all, that script was funny. I made this great joke it about Napalm stage yeah. ma- making me want to fucking kill myself in the Denny's parking lot. 
I remember, no, that wasn't I remember, the joke. Remember, <laughs> no, that was a what? homeless man. Was, homeless men live in the Denny's parking lot. Yeah, homeless men live in the Denny's parking lot. Well, there, there's been a, a big meme in my life about how I'm going to commit seppuku in the Taco Bell parking lot. Um, for whatever reason. By the way, they fucked up my order at the Taco Bell. <laughs> where is this just to, just to continue the to continue the plot line from like a few episodes ago, where I said that the people at the local Taco Bell have an IQ of 75. Uh, yeah, it, it went down another 20 after the horrible blunder of not giving me my nacho, my chips and cheese after I paid for them, and putting fucking sour cream on my five-layer beefy burrito when I requested not to. Shit sucks, bro. Shit fucking sucks, dude. I can't win. We should, we should, Taco Bell gets the axe from us. Um, yeah, uh, I do want to talk about panties. Alright! <laughs> I want to talk about Miku's panties. Uh, this is important to me. I was reading a doujin, right? I was, I was looking right. at some Miku doujin. As, 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 as one, as a person of culture does. Yeah, as, as one, one does. And I, this, <laughs> this shit pissed me off so bad. We know the color of Miku's panties, right? Blue, white stripes. We know yeah. it, just like her outfit, right? This fucking gaijins. This fucking this fucking troglodyte ass fucking dojin maker was like I don't know, they're just like plain white, I guess. They're just like cotton white, regular white. It's like, no! Don't do this to me. It really took you out of the experience, didn't you? Oh no, I I left. I literally stopped reading it. I was like, this sucks. I'm out of here. Like, stopped reading it, went elsewhere, took my business elsewhere. (laughs) <laughs> I literally, I took my fucking business elsewhere, and and I was like, this ain't right, this ain't okay, and and I have this problem when when there is source material that you can reference, I watch out for that. Okay, I'm like a Star Trek fan, like where I I need the continuity between my between my my series and my. It, you're reading you're reading your Star Trek Next Generation fucking Dojin. You're like, is this canon? Yeah. If this isn't canon, I'm gonna stop reading it. Someone someone linked me a great essay about a, why why one change in Konosuba was great. Um, they okay. changed the color of Megumin's panties from white to black in the anime, and they were yeah. like, the problem is that in in the the novel. In the light novel, they were white, yes. but white is childish, and someone like me, uh, someone like Megumin would want to project maturity and adulthood, so she yes. would be wearing black. And I was like, I was like, thanks, man. That's actually someone a great wrote a whole essay about that. Yeah, it was a whole essay. You just summed it up in three sentences. It was, it was like, it was like you know, like a Reddit post kind of essay, like a lengthy mm. sort of like whatever. Like a, you know, a three little three paragraph, little three, three yeah, paragraph, three paragraph essay. essay. Yeah, it wasn't like I I didn't mean to give you the impression it was like twelve pages. Yeah, I was expecting some fucking some fucking PhD collegiate shit here. No, no, but but it like it was an interesting little thing. I mean, and and there is a, you could argue that that ultimately panties kind of develop a character. Yeah, you could. I mean, yeah, yeah I know. I, I I'm agreeing with you, dude. I'm I'm not just saying that just to say it. No, I agree with you. Oh, hang on. Uh, can you still hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. Oh, sorry, uh, Siri activated and it fucked up my audio, so give me one second. Fucking Xana activated in your head. Yeah. <laughs> Xana's attacking the factory! Xana's attacking my earpods! Yeah, Xana's attacking my earpods! Return to the past now! <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking it's funny. So funny! Every time, every fucking time, it's so fucking funny! That's why I keep doing it. Even though it's like an old bit, I just, his voice is so fun to impersonate. Especially the fact that, like, you can tell whoever is voicing him is, is like, really struggling to maintain this voice. <laughs> they maintain the, 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 because I, I understand what they're going for. Yeah. Like, I really do understand, like, what they're going for, like, kind of, like, nasally, like, 
kind of like nasally, like very like short of breath. Yeah. Kind of again, like a nerd, you know, type of character. That's what they're trying to go for. But like, fuck, man, is it goofy? Yeah. I, I just love the fact that, like, there are certain words that always have a high pitch. Like, th- this character has to say Aelita's name 19 times. Aelita! And, and every time he's like, Aelita! I have to go, <gasps> we have to go and help Aelita! Every time. <laughs> every time. And, and... Dude, okay, hold that. We're gonna get off Kolioko, because we, we got a couple we got a couple questions that I want to make sure we get answered within this fucking 90-minute <laughs> show. Well, we gotta do them in, in the Jeremy... No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but if we gotta do them in the Jeremy voice... <laughs> No, we're not doing the Jeremy voice meme. I've no, done it. I was going to say this. There is this one there is this one moment from Kolioka from the third or fourth season, third season of Kolioka that you sent me. <laughs> oh yeah, from the it's from the fourth season. It's from the fourth season. You sent me this clip. I didn't even need to open it and I knew exactly what it was. I knew the exact moment because this moment stuck with me for years. Like someone slapped flex tape on my left ass cheek and I just wasn't able to get it off, you know? It stuck with me. It stuck with me for years. And in this scene, this is again, this is the fourth season of Code Lyoko. And slowly throughout the seasons, they introduce like, New suit upgrades, new powers for the characters, just to spice it up and make things a bit and more And to sell more toys, yes. And to sell more toys, of course, of course. How can we forget? And one of the, one of the cool things Aelita gets, because she doesn't get a fucking vehicle, she just gets Yumi's vehicle, um, she gets wings in season four. And this is an awesome scene where she... Where she... Where... You know, her and Yumi are getting fucking chased or whatever, and they they fall, and she (laughs) summons the fucking angel wings, and she catches Yumi, and she saves her and herself, and everything's all good. And Aelita goes, Jeremy, you are the wind beneath my wings. And our man, (laughs) our, our brother, Jeremy, makes, like, the most, like, insta-come face (laughs) Ever. He, like, we talk he, about big this cum man, a this lot man, in the yeah, show. I was about to say, this man hit a big this cum is, on this Peggle is, This two. is ultra. This is ultra cum. This man makes a Peggle 3 face. This is Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan levels of cum. Like, <laughs> with, the amount of, with the amount that just... For, you could tell from the face he makes, like, the be- he so, nutted instantly. So the best part is that is that he also tugs on his collar. He also, yeah, he tugs on his collar. And, like... That and, never happens in the rest of the series. Yeah, and, and he, I like, know. grits his teeth, and he's blushing, yeah, like, and I'm like, oh, like, my God. Like, shit, dude. <laughs> like, the room just got... The, the room went from, like, room temp to, like, the Metal Gear Solid 4 boiler room. <laughs> like, that's how hot the room just got in that two-second span of time. Gotta heat that key up, dude. Yep. Yeah, no, so, so, so that's the story of how Jeremy jizzed in his fucking pants. Yeah. Well, because I lead a... <laughs> I'm getting a single compliment. Oh, it's fucking funny. Anyways, you want some questions, Miles? I would love some questions. We haven't done questions in a fucking while. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get some questions. Adriel Stelbin sent us a really interesting one. Okay. And I'm going to read the whole thing. What's something you wish people did more of or less of when recommending shit or talking about something they enjoy? Y'all have had discourse discourses before, which I fucking hate. <laughs> how they fucking worded that because it's true it's yeah. not no like, it's such a call that's out that's not an incorrect statement but it's like fuck that's all we do we don't even have discords we have <laughs> discords on discord yes and then they follow up with more pointed example perhaps if someone has not consumed x media do they deserve a call out on the spot which is a, a separate question 
because mm. I think that's pretty interesting. And what would you tell someone who is being hyperbolic? If you like X, you're a Y, or this is the greatest X that's ever been made, etc. Well, I, I for one am hyperbolic all the time on this podcast. Oh, but, same. Oh, fucking but that's, same. But that's because this shit's an echo chamber, and we can do that. If I'm yeah. talking to another human being, right? And th- because here's the thing. When you recommend something, you are not just recommending it to them. You're asking them to give up their time and their ability to do something else for yeah. this thing you wanted them to see because it enhanced you. So it is partially selfish to recommend something, even if you like it, because ultimately what you are asking is that is that this person gives something up to give it a try. And the benefit yeah. is great, of course, if they like it. But if they don't like it, you know, then then ultimately you have you have robbed them of something. It is an extreme thing to say, but it's true. Essentially, they lost two hours. Or like if they if they didn't like the movie, I mean, if they like the movie, you know, good two hours. If they dislike the movie, they lost two hours. If they dislike the entire game, like I don't recommend Death Stranding to people because I just I don't I don't know if anyone else can like it as much as I did. See, see, so this is this is where like you and I differ because because I'll call I, I will I am more than happy to gladly call myself out on this shit. I am hyperbolic all the time. It's not even that I'm hyperbolic. I understand that I come off as hyperbolic to a lot of people, but like if if I really connect with a video game and like usually just a game if i really connect with it with a game like really deeply and i feel really good about it i'm gonna express to people how much i feel about this game when i'm recommending right a a perfect example a perfect example that the game that that grabbed my fucking goose last year was fucking remnant from the ashes a game i just absolutely fell in fucking love with and i still absolutely fucking adore i love that game so fucking much and i have a lot of good things to say about it and i have a lot of like high like extremely high praise i think even to a lot of people that genuinely like that game and are in the subreddit and shit like i fucking love remnant and i'm very hyperbolic when i speak about it but that's because i really genuinely believe i think it's that good like tropical freeze is another one where i spoke with people after we did our our podcast where tropical freeze was fourth place in our 64 uh nintendo games uh bracket People were like, I had one of my buddies come up to me. He's like, Sam, Tropical Freeze is not that good. Like, it's good, but it's, it's not that good. What are you fucking talking about? I'm like, dude, you're wrong. Like, it's such, such a good, good shit. Every little beat of it is so beautiful and all this shit. And go really in detail. But, and I just can't fully, I mean, I can wrap my head around it. Because again, I'm, I'm, I'm still self-aware enough to know that like, hey, not everyone's brain is going to think the exact way I do. But I also don't care. And I'm just going to explain shit how i feel about it i i'm just gonna me, explain how i feel about it and like if what i said sounds worthwhile then do it and play it if not then no don't worry about it <laughs> not gonna for, be that offended for me i try to i try to set people's expectations in a certain way and i try to I, I try to sell them on exactly what a product is versus whether or not like i think it's the coolest thing ever made like it is funny because my recommendation of metal gear solid 5 and death stranding two of my favorite games of all time and two games that i think people are so hard on in a way where i think that if you don't like certain aspects of them you just have a low iq but like in in such a way where i won't tell people that i'll be like look here are some things that a lot of people commonly dislike about these games or find frustrating or are let down by Form your own opinion, but just be aware, like, don't go into Phantom Pain expecting MGS3's, you know, st- level of storytelling. You're not going to get it. Don't go into Death Stranding expecting action. You're not going to get it. 
Like, yeah. or, or even being like... Or don't go into Breath of the Wild expecting a classic Zelda experience. Yeah, You're like, not going to get it. it. It is interesting because because I, I, I always tell people like, yeah, no, don't expect a good story from Breath of the Wild. Like, if you find the story engaging, like, congratulations, good job. But like, you know, but don't expect... It's not why you play that game. Yeah. You play for the journey, you play for the journey, not the destination. Yeah, don't don't expect to cry crocodile tears like you allegedly did at the end of Majora's Mask, you clown. And and it's it's one of these things where I was th- I was trying to think of a time cuz recently and I'm trying to remember what it was, but I think I got into an argument with someone recently where someone w- was trying to explain, "Oh yeah, I was talking about Melee versus Smash Ultimate." And I was saying yeah. Melee uh, has uh, you know is this great intro and all this great single player content and they were like, "Yeah, but Ultimate's just the better game." And I'm like, "I acknowledge that, but also it's devoid of the things that made Melee a better $60 gameplay package. Yeah. Um, and they were like, single player is just not important. And I was like, but it could be. It very well could be if if they wanted to. And, and this franchise isn't reaching its own potential that it set for itself a long time ago. Yeah. And, and that's but 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 also like to to the person you were arguing, arguing with point, I can definitely understand their perspective of, hey, single player content in Smash just doesn't matter to me because i'll be honest that was my argument for for street fighter 5 when that came out where i was like yeah this is a great fucking game like there was no single player content at, for street fighter 5 at launch but like i don't play a fighting game for that i play a fighting game to go online and get my ass kicked and beat some ass like that's why i play street fighter and that's why i play fighting games or tra- i should say traditional fighting games like that's why i play those kinds of games i care about is the online good is the combat fun is it, a, you know, is that shit fun? We're like a lot of the single player content when it comes to traditional fighters, I really don't care about. But the single player content in all those games are just lame. It's an arcade mode. Like, yeah, unless you're, uh, yeah, unless you're fucking nether, nether realm, it, shit's lame. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like, the, uh, yeah, the, those are shitty single player modes with a cheating AI versus Smash where we know what we got and we know what we can have because we've had it yeah. before. And, and that's my, my issue is like the focus on, the focus on, on only the multiplayer content is a significant departure because at one point we had a great we had subspace emissary which i don't think is like amazing or anything but it was a significant selling point and focus and people have fond memories of it we had yes. adventure mode we had event mode you know and and things that just like cease to be you know trophies trophies aren't even yeah. in the game yeah and it's like there's nothing to work towards there's nothing to do and like yeah you can play online but guess what the net code sucks sucks yeah, yeah it's so who gives a shit and and so it was one of these things where i was like i i love ultimate i play ultimate significantly more than melee i'd rather play ultimate than melee but also i feel like the like smash i just don't have a love for it as a series anymore because it's not meeting the potential that it could and and all these things that i know i'm missing aren't there but if i was gonna recommend ultimate to someone i would i wouldn't fucking bother with that because that's not the game and also too like this has been a huge kind of issue with like a lot of Nintendo's more, I guess, multiplayer focused outings. Like another example that a lot of people bring up, because um, I, I remember I was having a, a, a not an, a, not really an argument, but we were just having a discussion about Mario Tennis Aces. And to me, I think Mario Tennis Aces is like an extremely fucking fun game. Yeah, it's like fantastic. it's extremely fun. Like that tennis is fucking awesome in that game. The problem is, is that all the single player elements, all the shit you want from a Mario sports game, is not there. The tennis is still awesome. That doesn't change anything. But there is no, you know, Mario Super Slugger adventure mode yeah. where you go around a map and you do these weird missions and mini games to collect characters for your fucking baseball team. And it's awesome. And you build out this like super cool team. It's fucking fun as shit. And 
you just don't have that in aces you know you don't have that or you don't have all the single player stuff from the golf games and that sucks and that's why a lot of people don't think fondly of mario tennis aces despite the fact that that gameplay is incredible well i was i was thinking a lot about f-zero gx that has the best story mode of like any like nintendo multiplayer focused game that story mode is nuts it's like for me it's like F Zero GX and then Splatoon's like single player campaigns and like the Octo expansion. Not two. I think two's campaign sucks. Um, but like the Splatoon single player one camp one single player campaign is is very clever and creative, if not like underwhelming. But like the F Zero GX one is like the first scenario is just okay, race, do the race, and then the second one is race Goro the samurai, but there are boulders falling everywhere. And then the third one is it's like, you have to kill everyone on the course to win. And then the fourth one is like, there's a bomb strapped to you and you have to not yeah, lose any speed. In four, yeah, yeah you have to escape in 40 seconds. And it's like the fifth one is like, I, I think there is literally one that, um, oh, there's the casino zone, um, which is just straight up race. But one of my favorites is it's like, yeah, there's a chain gang and you have to kill 25 other racers just to win the race. And it's like just all these creative uses of F-Zero's like mechanics. And, and it's just clever and unique and, and interesting. Um, and, and I like that. But the problem is you have you have these games where, yeah, I'd love another F-Zero game. That's just F-Zero GX's mechanics again. But I'm yeah. going to expect that fucking single player because I got that last time and it was awesome. And if you don't give it to me, even though I will be glad to have F-Zero back, I'm going to know what I'm missing. And 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 so it's it's it is one of these things where where if someone said Miles, would you recommend F Zero this new F Zero? I would say yeah, F Zero is a great racer. Blah 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 blah. But if they did not play GX, if uh, but this is on the 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 predication they did not play GX and that they don't necessarily care about a single player mode. Mm-hmm. If they did, I would make a fucking huge argument that there is no single player mode and that's a crime. But yeah. the game is still good and worth playing. But I would, I would like, for example, it's like, did you like the single player mode in GX? It's not there. Or like when I'm talking about Death Stranding, you know, and I'm, I'm recommending it. I'm like, look, here's the game. And here is why I think that that game is smart and has a lot to say and is universally, you know, I think there's something in it for everyone. Like the message of it. Here's the actual gameplay is if this is not for you, you know, exactly. immediately. Yeah. Now, now, Miles, I want to I want to I want to like reel it back just a little bit because I want to make sure we actually answer this specific question. And, it, and it's what's something you wish people did more of or less of when recommending shit? Do you have it? If you were to say the crackheads out there, if you wanted to give them advice on how to recommend stuff to their friends or family, because, again, we, we, we our shows sphere of bullshit. We talk about our video games and anime, which is shit. That people know, but not everybody likes. So it's hard to get people to recommend, you know, it's hard for people to write. It's hard to recommend games and anime and get other people to watch them because, it's, you know, games are a price in, t- in time commitment and anime is a completely different medium than what a lot of, you know, normies out there listen to. So if, if you know, if you want to, if you told the crackheads out here, here's how to recommend anime to your friends or family. What would you tell them to do and to not to do? Well, uh, we've already memed on Super Dark. Don't do that. Yeah, um, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. I think I think the important thing to do, and and this is, I, I think. Well, it what is if just... they like? What if the person likes Super Dark media? What if they like the meme of Super Dark? What... Oh, so so you're saying specifically we the, this is advice for other people, not just don't do this to me, right? This okay. is th- yeah. This is recommending shit to their friends and family. I think would be the best way to look at this. I think set their expectations and don't compare it to other things. Don't say if you like this, you're going to like this. 
because okay. why do you say not to do that? Because I, I think that a lot of the time there there is a, a you don't know why someone likes a certain thing. OK, right. That's fair. If I said, That's very fair. do you if you like one punch man, you'll like Mob Psycho 100 because it's by the same person. You maybe, but like maybe. But but the difference is, is one punch man is 100 percent a comedy. Mob Psycho 100 is weirdly philosophical half the time. And it could even be as simple as One Punch Man's about superheroes. That's how a lot of my friends who, by the way, never watched anime. A lot of my friends in college never really watched anime. But occasionally they would say to me, hey, I watched One Punch Man because they liked superheroes. And One Punch Man's a story about a superhero in a superhero society. That's why they, got, that's why they watched it. And that's why they got into it. I don't know if those people would like Mob Psycho. Well, people talk about Beastars, for example, a lot. And Beastars, mm-hmm. very like dark from what i know of it you know very dark very like kind of dramatic sort of thing yeah but people compare it to zootopia because yeah narratively speaking thematically speaking they both deal with this idea of predator and prey but they're not the same and and it's one of these things where, where like if someone straight up said miles did you like zootopia i'd be like i had no affinity towards zootopia one way or the other and they were like okay then check out b stars like it, it's one of these things where 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 if someone else makes the comparison for you, just go sure, and 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 maybe argue in in a case of like it's not the same because like for example, if 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 I were to recommend to you JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you know I, I was would- just about to bring up JoJo. I think JoJo is an extremely hard yeah. recommendation to make because I I gotta be honest, I I couldn't I can't even say objectively that it's good, right? I think it's good, but I mean I love it. I mean I love it. You kind of either like the whole thing or you just can't get into it. Because that's the thing is like when there are people who are like, you know, I really gave Jojo a chance, but I, you know, I fell out at this point. I fell out at this part, whatever. I kind of get it. Yeah, I really do. Like I I can kind of relate. Like I know we kind of argue about or not argue, but I know we're kind of on the same level of how like we we didn't really connect with the Golden Wind or Ventor uh, Areo. We didn't really connect with that. But I I just watched a video like a couple weeks ago from uh, a. uh, oceans. Well, yeah, what you what you mentioned on the podcast. Yes, but I think before oh, we I actually get him to... on the podcast. Fuck, fuck you. No, I, I don't know this man. But we I watched his we video. get oceans on the fucking podcast. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> get your fucking oceans on this podcast. Talk about cool. I'm, I'm gonna make my own podcast where all I do is have <laughs> guests and all I do is have people on the podcast. And that's the joke. Anyways, uh... <laughs> but he that's his favorite part because he loves the thematic elements of the part because th- that is a part that is about themes the characters are themes yeah in in, in part five their ideas like, and 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 their ideas and in their in their in their themes and he loves that and he and he really connects with that i'm like fuck i really appreciate this video because now i understand why people love part five it's just that and i and i understand now and i think it's still good and there's still elements i really like again i like part five i just did not connect with it in the same way that i did four or three, or two, or one. But it, 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 it is one of these cases where, like, with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you have to, uh, my my thing is set expectations. Don't compare JoJo to any other shonen on the planet. It doesn't, it's not it's like not. that. It's one of these things where, where, like, people will be like, yeah, do you like Naruto? We'll check out JoJo. It's like, no. They're not the same. They're not remotely similar. And, and even then, it's like, people try to sell you, you know, something like Hunter Hunter, right? People always talk yeah. about Hunter Hunter. And and they'll always compare it to another shonen, even though they'll say like Hunter Hunter is the best shonen. But if you like this other shonen, you'll like this one because this one's the best shonen. And and it's one of these things where don't make comparisons because 
ultimately, when you make comparisons, you don't know what the other person likes about it. If if I said, don't bother with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, there's no interesting characters, there's blah, 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 this, this, that, the other thing. Ultimately, I might be robbing someone who cares about themes, as you mentioned. And, and, and you don't, again, you don't know why people like a certain thing. Even, even if they deal with the exact same things, even if they have the exact same elements. I'm sorry, someone who likes Zootopia because it's cute and bubbly and deals with just generalized discrimination in any way. And it has yeah. Nick Wilde and Judy Hop fucking hopping around. Maybe it, they just like animals. Exactly. Maybe they just like animals. They're not going <laughs> to fucking like Beastars where, where I think people get fucking killed on screen. You know, like if you, if you, if you, if you're like a, if you like, if you like a fucking Disney movie and your reason for liking the Disney movie is that it's a Disney movie and you like the ethos of a Disney movie and, and the fact that it deals with racism is just a cherry on top. You're not going to like be stars. Yeah. Now, like my, cause, cause here's my thing. I, I, I wouldn't go so far to say is that recommend, recommend it, like use it to recommend something like use it in comparison to recommend something. I don't, I don't think that's something that you should never do. But you should only do it if you feel like you have a good understanding of why you're, you're, the person you're trying to recommend someone likes something else. Well, it is, it is a thing where someone recommended me Katana Zero as very similar to Hotline Miami. And those are, yeah, yeah that's true. And I love both of those games. I, think, I actually think I might like Katana Zero a little more at this point. Really? Fuck, yeah. all right. Oh, I think that game's it's sick. Back in the, I literally just removed it from the Humble Cart, so I'm going to put it back in. Yeah, I, I think Hollow Miami is the better game. It's a better piece of art, but I, I think I would rather play Katana Zero right now. I, I think Katana Zero is just so fresh. Hollow Miami is still one of my favorite games, though. Don't get me wrong. But it is one of these things where it's like, the, here are the things about Hotline Miami I like that aren't in Katana Zero. Psychedelic, like, kind of nonlinear narrative like a lack of real clarity as to what's going on think it's a little more of a traditional story and and you can make better conjectures about what's happening than in Miami where there's almost nothing to work with it it is it is a little bit more upfront and more traditional uh and if you like that about hotline miami you're gonna find katana zero story a, a disappointment but if you like the gameplay of hotline miami specifically the speed the 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 press r to restart the fact that it's kind of a puzzle game but also a Twitch game. Yeah, it's a perfect recommendation. But but it's like, again, set people's expectations. If you're recommending me Katana Zero because it's similar to Hotline Miami, make sure to set my expectations about what's not in Hotline or what's not in Katana Zero that is in Hotline Miami. Yeah, because I want to be sure. Again, don't recommend someone who's like, yeah, I like Zootopia. Just just be stars because you assume that the part of Zootopia they liked was the social commentary. Maybe yeah. they just want to fuck Judy Hop. Exactly, right? Which, which, by the way, that still might be a reason to recommend Beastars if they just want to fuck the animals. Oh, no, like, there, there's a show. That I, have, I have a lot of furry friends, and it sucks. Uh, but, like, they, Actually, they will... before, before you get into this, before you bring it into the furry thing, because Adriel Stelvin on Twitter asked us one more question that I wanted to use as a... It's a simple question, but I wanted to use as a springboard for a greater topic involving furries oh okay how convenient so uh after they gave us this you know really great question about recommending media which i i hope we answered your question i guess did we did we say what we need to do uh, yeah i think we did say what what we want people to do more yeah exactly we, we covered all that now they left us with finally would either of you uncle fuckers watch senko-san for context for those who don't follow us on twitter by the way at miku's Crackhouse. that's the fox anime right that's the fox anime yes yeah i'd watch it I would watch it because I think Senko-san is cute as fuck. It's not She's a furry. Extremely fucking cute. Senko-san is not a furry. Cat 
girls are not furry. No, they're not. That is not a furry. What? Why? Uh, 50%, their skin has to be mostly fur to be a okay, furry. Okay, so, okay, so, I gotta get, because here's the thing, you know, uh, well-documented, not not a furry fan, do not like the furries. Well, we've show. seen, the, we know the furry scale. I, I'm really, I, I wanted to, I did want to say credit where credit's due, gotta throw some respect for some mathematics involved here. We, we there's, you can mathematically prove whether or not something is or is not furry, which is sick. So 50% of the skin must be in order to quantify as a furry and the reason i say well let me let me say this i think it has to be all visible skin must be fur all visible skin must be fur so so someone like senko-san who has human hands for instance not a furry uh well she's also got a human face it's very true very true she just has little fox ears and a little, little big little bushy fox tail I, and I think the other thing is, is, is animal facial features is another important one, right? Mm. A cat girl ultimately has a human face, right? Yeah. The moment that or the like cat a, girl... A furry's gotta look like a wolf. Yeah, the moment that the cat girl has a they cat's look nose. Like characters, they gotta look like they fit in Zootopia. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta look like they fit in Zootopia. Well, I'm just, I'm just gonna say this outright. Like, like you, have, you have cats, the movie, right? The movie Cats. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the thing about those That's cats... That's furry shit. That is furry shit, but then they also don't have cat faces they have human faces is fucking mortifying yeah they have human faces which is terrifying but ultimately i think that outside of that example you can always use the metric do they have a human face or an animal face like do you have like you know how when girls dress as a sexy cat for halloween like college co-eds they just put put on cat ears yeah they put on cat ears and and they paint their nose black probably some like fake whiskers a little little black on the nose yeah like like one once you get once you get more fur on that face, that's a furry. Like, and, and so I have all these furry friends who are like, Miles, have you seen brand new animals? I'm like, I wonder why you're recommending me brand new animals. Yeah, yeah it's furry shit. And here's the deal, dude. Here's the deal. My worry is that if I watch Beastars, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll let him know. So, so one, of my, one of my close buddies and fellow podcaster, Elmer, from at Awkward Paws on Twitter. Check out Awkward Paws. Good, good show. I would say I would say to get them on the podcast, but I don't think any of them would be a good fit for this show. I'd like to bring him on just as like a fucking relationship. But my buddy Elmer hates anime. thinks it's thinks the whole medium's fucking garbage. Interesting. He messaged me out of the blue one day that he actually watched Beastars on Netflix and he ended up really liking it. And I'm like, I'm sure Beastars is good because hey, here's the deal. Again, the chicken is good, right? If the chicken's yeah. good, the chicken's good, regardless of you if you agree with the the morals of. The morals are, you know, the content of what's being displayed. If the chicken's good, the chicken's good. I'm sure the chicken's good. I'm sure if I watch Beastars Brand New Animal, I'd probably like it. I like Trigger with, with Brand New Animal and Beastars. I, I, I appreciate the look and I like I do. I do like the, the design and of everything that's going on. But I don't I don't fuck with furry shit, bro. <laughs> I do have an interesting question then, because mm-hmm. you don't fuck with furry shit. Would you fuck with Kemono friends? K- kemono friends? Kemono friends. Kimono friends, thank you. Sorry, kimono. I just had a k- kimono. 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 I, I, that's weird. I like the, oh, first of all, let me just say this about kimono friends. Kimono. Kimono friends. Let me, kimono friends. Kimono friends. Morty. Um, I'll kill you. Let me you. give you my review. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> gonna call you Illinois and beat my ass. Yeah, I'm gonna take your fucking- anal virginity for that one. <laughs> What the fuck was the question? Kimono Friends? Yeah. Kimono Friends. Would you watch Kimono Friends? 
I, would I watch it? Probably not. I don't think it looks that good. Not because of the art or anything. I think the character designs and stuff of that show are pretty cute. I just, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd watch that. That's fair. But, like, I understand why people fucking vibe with it. The opening's fucking sick. Well, it's because it's wholesome. It's, like, nothing but wholesome vibes. Yeah, but, like, my, my thing is, like, if you want nothing, if you want hashtag nothing but wholesome, you can watch, like, a lot of anime, you know? That, that's not that's not hard to find in the world of anime. But I, I think the thing about Kemino Friends is that is that it's it's not cute girls doing cute things, wholesome vibes. That's the other one. Yeah, it, it's um because it's it's a little safari adventure. Yeah, it's a little, little, little safari fun fun it, time. It, it, and it, I like this is weird. I'm gonna say this though. It is weird, but I am gonna say it. It 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 is more reminiscent of like Go Diego Go. All right, all right, respect. Or like, respect, or like respect. yeah, like one of those Nick at night, or one of those Nick Junior shows where it's like the premise isn't just here is our here's a group of friends and they're like once you get to kids shows of a certain age, you get only two types: adventure and group of friends. Yep. And like Camino Friends is is more in the Nick Junior family of things, where it's a little wholesome adventure, but it's about making friends and 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 meeting all these like cute animals and learning about the animals and. So there's like a weird, it is a lot like Go Diego Go, where, where it is a little adventure. The cute aspect of it is all these fun, cute adventures that these characters get into. And it is sort of like, like a really pure children's show. Um, it looks like shit. The CGI sucks. It runs at like two frames, but like. I mean, that's probably why I want to watch it, but like, I, I don't have anything like, I, it's not against my morals to watch Kimono. Friends. It's not, it's not about the furry thing. Uh, Naomi Azora, who is, of course, uh, Uzaki-chan and Satania, is a prairie dog in that anime. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and, and that's enough for me. I want to I wanna see her be a prairie dog. So, so fun, fa- fun fact, because after that show we did, where you, you discussed Satania's voice actress and what she was up to, I was like, well, I wonder what Samugi's voice actress is up to from Kaon. Because I'm like, I, I wonder, like, because I'm like, I want to fucking know what else she's done. She's an Iraq. First of all, her name's also Samugi. The person who voices Mugi. That's amazing. Can is also a Mugi, which is funny. Uh, but she's in a rock band now, which is fucking sick. Yeah, I haven't listened to any of the music. Just, you know what? She's just Mugi in real life. I know, right? I don't know if she plays keyboard, though. I don't know if she plays keyboard, though. We hope so. Yeah, we hope so. And maybe she's blind, too. Who knows? And a little thick. Who knows? Maybe she likes snacks. Yeah. If she likes snacks, she might want to get a taste of me. Bro, I'm the whole Kit Kat bar. Shut the fuck up, bro. Dude, I'm such a snack. <laughs> what snack are you? What If you could be a candy bar, what would it be? I actually think I would want to be a Kit Kat bar. I, I just, I, I like that there, there are, I like the, the, the snap of the Kit Kat bar is really satisfying. I also like just eating it like a monster and not doing it and just eating it from the top down and not oh, snapping it. Oh, I can't it. do that. I can't do that. That's sacrilege. Oh, yeah, well, I do it because it makes other people upset. Like I would prefer to snap it, but if I'm in the presence of others and I want to, I want to just, I just want to poke the bear, you know. I just want to be, be a little joker, cause a little chaos in the group. I'll just take the kick out bar and I'll go, uh, and just eat it, and not even, not even snap it, just to piss everyone off. It's like the scene in the Last Jedi when, when Luke drinks right from a cow's fucking tit. Yeah, like that's like one of the five good moments in that movie, though. So shut the fuck up. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> great. I love when he drinks and strife from the cow's tit. And he, and he makes hard eye contact with Ray. It's like, oh, you want some of this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want this? Ah, oh, man. It's, it's, you know, it is a shame. It is a big shame. What is? Miles? <laughs> All of what it. The fuck, what the fuck is? All of it.
All of it's a big shame. I mean, I, I, it's a, what, what, what's a shame to me, Sam, is the fact that, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what's a shame is the Resident Evil Netflix show that's oh that's God. happening. I, I don't know what they're gonna do with it. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. I, I so like, there's been a string of news stories about Netflix producing video game adaptations, be it in anime, live action, or otherwise, and then they never come out. And I hate it. I hate it. So, like, let me just get out of the way. I watched the first season of Castlevania. It's fucking sick. It's, like, pretty fucking sick. But they're doing Dragon's Dogma for some reason. That's a show now. And it's, uh, looks like Berserk 2016. <laughs> Say no more, fam. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, like, fucking, I'm Barbara from Shark Tank. I'm out. Dude, clang. There's also fucking Beyond Good and Evil got announced to a fucking movie. It's like, bruh, bruh, who signed off on this? Miles, you're in Hollywood. You're, you're a part of the coastal elites. What the f- Why did Beyond Good and Evil get, a, get, 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 been like, Netflix said that they're making a Beyond Good and Evil Netflix original movie? I couldn't fucking tell you. I, I think I think it might honestly be because it's if it was a fucking easy right to secure and it was kind of already written like a film. Did, did, let me ask this question. Did the Sonic movie and Detective Pikachu spark all this shit? I would think so, but I can't say for sure. Because we because again, because this shit's always in production for way longer than we ever know about. right? Yeah. But you also have to remember then that those industry secrets are also in production for longer than we know. Yes, very true. Kind of jumping off, off to this, because we are running low on one on time, but I, I want to ask you one more question that was a, a bit of a debate between me and a couple of my other uh, friends, because I know earlier we were talking about, you know, Arkham Knight and the AAA open world meme. I want to ask you, what do you quantify as a AAA game? How do, wh like, do you, what exactly quantifies as a AAA game to you? Uh, I think it is literally a case of highest production value, high marketing, like the most marketing possibly available, and uh, and and uh, a high end publisher, like a like a world stage publisher, right? So, so let me ask you a couple because here's a couple couple questions that kind of because I was like because I asked uh, one of my uh, buddies, um, friend of the show, Robert. We're both he got me. He's the one who introduced me to Dark Souls. Really got me into it. I asked him, I'm like, would you consider Dark Souls 3 AAA game? And he said, yes. I said, would you believe me if I told you that, including marketing, the budget that was spent on Dark Souls 3 was $25 million. $20 million to develop, $5 million for marketing. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's not much. I didn't even know Dark Souls 3 was coming out when it was coming out. Yeah, no, it got announced at the Microsoft stage, that E3 2015. It was like Bloodborne came out three months later, Dark Souls 3 had a three, three, million, three years of development. So they were doing. They were working on it since like l probably mid 2013, uh, while the B team was wrapping up two, and uh, it was kind of back to back to back because 2014 was two, 2015 uh, was Bloodborne, 2016 was three, and that game again like that's an incredibly cheap game, like uh, yeah, pretty I, cheap I, for I, a game, but that game still looks great. I don't. I actually don't consider it AAA at the, in that case. Okay, despite the quality, despite. The presentation of it still no yeah i think the marketing is the big one where it where it's not like because that's the thing i think a marketing push really is what decides triple a to some extent so like mar so like another one was another game we brought up earlier which are three i i believe is anywhere between 70 to 80 million dollars including marketing yes 
And I think the marketing was, I I think actually one to one with the game development. So I think it was like forty million to make absolutely triple A. Absolutely triple A. So that that's triple A at that point, despite the fact that that cost is like significantly lower than something like Final Fantasy thirteen or fifteen. Excuse me, Final Fantasy fifteen's development plus marketing, I believe, was one hundred and thirty million. That I think that's the thing is ultimately it is about an equal amount of high end publisher, high end marketing high-end budget and if any of those three things are and if all of those three things are like a significant priority and a significant amount of money and a significant amount of push then it's triple a because a double a game will just not have much of a marketing budget it'll usually have like a grassroots kind of marketing campaign if anything yeah because my 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 sort of like counter argument to to budget because i just think there are there are just a lot of outliers in that situation where like there are games that come out that Many would consider AAA, but were made very were were made very cheaply because they decided yeah. not to blow their money on bullshit. Um, like every fucking game does nowadays. Well, well, I will say like platinum games is like bare. Like people might consider them AAA. I actually don't. I think they might count as AA to be honest. They could barely yeah, well, fucking find a publisher. Now, now, because another question was, do we consider a AAA game based on the price? Is a game AAA because it is $60? No, I don't think so, because I would actually consider ultimately still Sonic Forces AAA, even though it's You quality. would consider that game AAA. Even though it's because quality that game came does out, not That count. game came out, and first of all, the game sucks. Yeah. And the game, the game sucks, and it's like the game, let me rephrase that, because the game does suck, but like that, is, the, the quality of the game aside does not disclude it from that conversation of being yeah. AAA. But the game did come out at 40 bucks. Yeah. I don't, and I don't, I don't think that it does have significantly less production value than generations. Certainly, but I, I think I don't think that that counts because ultimately it does have a major publisher and it did have a lot of advertisement. And, it, and honestly, they probably spent as much as they should have on the game. Now, the publisher for that game was Sega. Yes, First Forces. Would you say when Shin Megami Tensei Five comes out, probably sometime next year, is that AAA? It is. It is going to depend on how much marketing it gets. I think. Mm-hmm. Persona okay. Five, absolutely triple A, but Persona Four, I don't know, because that game they kind of just released it in the wild. I think Persona Five is definitely a triple A release. Tri- Persona not- Five, absolutely triple A game. Persona Three and Four, I, I don't think so. I don't think I don't Catherine's triple so. A either. No, definitely not. Definitely. Yeah. Not. Um, I I just think it's an it's just an interesting conversation to have because I really do feel like like double A games are coming back at the price range of thirty to forty bucks. Because yeah, a, I'm, we I'm have, fine with we that. We have in because a we have more indie studios that are going out there and are making $30, $40 games, be it Jonathan Blows, The Witness, be it Cold Symmetry's Mortal Shell, which just came out, be it um, Hellpoint, which came out a few weeks prior. Those are all, that's all games 30 to 40 bucks, like in that range. And I might, or Hellblade from uh, from a few years ago that I won. Yeah, that was one of the first AA games. Yeah, honestly, the first in a fucking while that got a lot of attention. And I think that's value. I like, I really hope to see that a, we see more double A games start to come out because I think double A games are really interesting. Because like God Hand is fucking awesome, and yeah, that and game that's is double A as fuck. That is like I think the poster child for double A game is is God Hand. Yeah, because and because people always it doesn't matter who the talent is behind it or the quality of the game. It matters yeah. how much fucking money, exposure, or who is publishing it. I think those are the things. If you have a big name publisher. Uh, a significant budget as far as your studio goes. And I think it is relevant relative to the studio. Yeah. And marketing. That those are your AAA elements. Like ultimately, Sonic Forces, like even if Sega probably didn't have a lot of money to spend on Sonic Forces, which is possible because I know Sega's not always doing that well. 
that was still probably like they still blew enough money on it to be a significant risk and, and for it to be a significant project. Real quick, I'm just going to type in Sonic Forces budget and I'm going to see Sonic. What yeah, out. Sonic Forces budget. Uh, I, I'd like to I'd like to, it's sometimes kind of hard to find out exactly how much budget was put into a game. Most of it is conjecture. They don't really release their numbers. Yeah, it looks like it's kind of hard to sell. Let me see if I can get like sales figures. Um, at the least. Um, well, apparently Sega was pleased with Sonic Forces sales. According to his report of Sonic Forces... Okay, so this is according to the report. Sonic Forces, Yakuza Kiwami 2, and Football Manager 2018 all had powerful performances in the market. To such an extent that the company sold more than 14.3 million copies in retail, translating to a 76% increase in the quarter year on year even though they release fewer games this is mainly in the west as sales in japan dropped 39 percent with perhaps an additional push toward by total war warhammer 2 and this article was from 20 uh february 9th 2018 on game reactor i think the game did well because forces had a very low budget yeah and i, and I still think that does count as triple a because that's they they gave it they gave it a, a budget that was that was fair for the for the game i think yeah i i just my, my just hope i guess i bring this up just to, to tell just to you know spread my gospel uh that like i, I want more games at that come out at 30 bucks and at 40 bucks i really want that i yeah. really like when games come out of those prices because it's much e it's much easier for me to be down to clown with the double a experience when it's not 60 because why would i want it like it's like why would i want to pay 60 for like something that was like you know, that something that, you know, did not have a lot of money put, you know, money behind it because like money matters in game development. It like kind of, it like does kind of to, to like some extent, even at the, like the lowest, lower end of like indie development, right? Like you can definitely see when like, oh yeah, you know, serious time and effort and money was put behind this project and they got funding for this to some capacity um, where it's not. And that, you know, that comes out in a lot of different ways. It's not always obvious, but it will come out in you know, one way or another. You can kind of tell. Um, and I just want more games at that like middle tier price range. And I want the AA games to come back because I think that they are very interesting games. That's why I think the sixth generation of systems is probably the best is because not only are what we consider the AAA offerings pretty good, but a lot of that stuff is AA and a lot of the AA stuff is incredibly good. That we could that up until like now like in 2020 we probably wouldn't be able to get released and see a level of success from you know like Kemono friends mr mosquito yeah or uh i don't guitar think you could have released mr yeah i don't think you could have released guitar man like a, if you released a sequel to guitar man like three years ago would have never worked because no. they you know they would have put it out at like 60 and it would have been three hours and everyone would have fucking hated it like they did the order <laughs> Man, I always forget about that game. The Order? Yeah. How could you forget about the most forgettable game of all time, Miles? I don't know. Sometimes I forget about it. Speaking of things that we've forgotten, uh, we have forgotten to egg end this episode. <laughs> Fucking... That's, that's, us, that's us every other week, because we actually recorded an episode's worth of content this time, and not an episode and a half's worth like we do every other show. I'm feeling good about this one, because it ended early enough. Yeah, exactly, right? I know it's a good show, and I feel confident ending it an hour and a half in, like we should, yeah. every time we record. Anyways, that's been Miki's Crack House. I'm Sam Kingma. You can follow us on Twitter, at Miku's 
crack house. Miles, you got anything to promote or shout out? No. Nothing is good, nothing is sacred, nothing is worth... <laughs> nothing is worth my nothing. recommendation. There's not a single I'll thing fucking, on, this, on God's green earth. I'll fucking... I'll recommend something because Miles won't. I'll recommend the original Rogue Legacy. If you haven't played that shit... Oh, that shit, is a good one. Please play that. You're making a mistake. Definitely play that. It's fun as fuck. It's probably my favorite roguelite, which is a super popular genre, uh, and does a lot of, and does a lot to the to the sub or to the genre of roguelites that I really appreciate and really connected with me. I did not talk about this on the show. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. I, I would recommend Lovecraft Country, but I also don't want to eat fucking crow when it starts to suck. Because you haven't watched it? No, I watched episode one and it was excellent. Oh, it was good. Okay. But I'm gonna say wait until the show is done because I don't want to eat crow. But epi- you can recommend episode one, say. I can recommend episode one. Okay. Episode two is coming out tomorrow on HBO Max. Yep. So, check that out. Awesome. Well, that's it. Bye. Smoke a bong. Don't fuck furries. Good night. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide. I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties. She's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide. I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties. She's only five. Hey, bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie. So I whip out my katana and I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama. Why you act like you retarded? Like, little bitch, I don't want drama. I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't want to. Hey, sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo. All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo. Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no show. Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime. With the bros, though. My motherfucking bitch. I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss. And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuk you on a list. Yeah, your sister is my groupie. She take this anime dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy. You can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch. I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Asuna, Asuna, Mikasa, please can you just give me head, please just get on your knees, bitch, I'll beat up that ass like my name is Bruce Lee, and I'll eat up that pussy like I'm Kaneki, ayy, Asian people driving, are they even trying, I be buying all this hentai so I jerk it, I'm not lying, now I'm sighing, cause I want Hatsune Miku, now I'm crying, when I fuck anime bitches, I'll be moaning and be whining, ayy, thick thighs look sexy even when especially she decides to wear her dress, ooh, nuzzles on my neck, now we laying on the bed, man, I love my body pillow, especially giving head, you know what's next Anime thighs when she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five <laughs>